Workday Afternoon Replay from Money FM 89.3. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to The Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. I speak to Biki Bagu, is that correct? Correct, yes, Bangu. Okay. President for Southeast Asia Pacific and South Korea at Rolls-Royce about the company's efforts to enhance sustainability through innovation and technology and the next steps that they are planning to take to build a greener future. Now, I should say this, this is the aviation side Correct. of Rolls-Royce. Now, perhaps um, for a start, you can give us an overview about Rolls-Royce's, um, what you do and your approach to sustainability. Thank you, and I'm glad to be here today. Uh, well, Rolls-Royce is an industrial technology company mm -hmm. that delivers complex power systems and solutions for land, air, and sea. Mm -hmm. The largest part of the business that we have is civil aerospace. So these are designing gas turbine engines for the large aircrafts, mm -hmm. the, your civil commercial aircrafts. These are engines that power the regional jets and your business jets as well. Mm -hmm. We're a historical company, over 100 years old. Yep. Uh, we're global today with uh, global footprints and sizable footprints in the UK and here in Singapore as well. Mm -hmm. And on the Sleater campus that we have, we have one side of the uh, factory which does assembly and test of engines. So mm -hmm. these are making the gas turbine engines the only other place where we do that is in the UK. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the factory, we have um, where we make the fan blades. So when you look at an engine front on, you see the shiny fan blades um, looking at you. They're manufactured here in Singapore as well. And the only other place that we do that is in the UK as well. And we've got, against a sizable footprint, we're looking at how we're going to invest into the future. And decarbonization of aviation makes a huge, huge opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. And when we look at that, we're looking at it in terms of three-pronged approach. The, the first one is, if you look at the gas turbine engine, you have fuel going in, mm -hmm. thrust coming out. And if you can do something better with the fuel, mm -hmm. you can have a more efficient thrust coming out. So we're actually looking into synthetic aviation fuel, working with partners like the Shells and the BP, mm -hmm. who can actually give us a synthetic blend into the aviation fuel and makes the engines operate in a way that the, um, the emissions are significantly reduced and the efficiency is significantly improved. And our role here, we're not going to invest into the, the oil blend and the chemistry, mm -hmm. but we are going to ensure that we invest into the technologies that allows that synthetic fuel to be used in our products as we take them into the market. The second approach is actually the evolution of engines. And if you look at the way the aerospace gas turbine engine has progressed, it's gone from your propellers into jets. And we're looking at the next generation of beyond the Trent family of engines. Every engine that we brought out into the market has been an incremental improvement in emissions, in noise and fuel consumption. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a change of actually really changing the core of the architecture design because the technologies that we've invested have progressed. Mm -hmm. And the Ultrafan, the next generation of engine, will give us 25% of fuel savings in comparison to the first generation of Trent engines. This is huge. This is absolutely significant. And then the th third-pronged approach that we're doing is, is kind of what you've seen happen around us in the marine industry where mm -hmm. you've got electric um, vessels. Um, then it translated into um, the automotive industries. You've got a lot of electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. We are in a position of actually going into the hybrid electric of the aviation. 
So you'll still have a gas turbine engine. Mm-hmm. You'll have electrical systems and intelligent architectures around it that gives you much more efficient propulsion. Right. So your gas turbine engine will now not give you thrust like it traditionally does. It'll give you electrical power. And then you distribute that onto the wings. And you have electrical fans that sit onto the wings that will give you the thrust. And that architecture is actually really, it's really hard to do. It is mind-blowing and it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And we are there investing in our technologies and capabilities to get there. And this would be good news for the commercial airlines, etc. you provide engines to because with the, with the airline industry, one of the big things that, that is a sensitivity they can't run away from is fuel prices. Yes. So if you are dropping by 25% um, the need for for that expensive aviation fuel, you're giving them cause for a great celebration. Uh, really. You're absolutely right. The, 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 the significant biggest um, uh, ticket in the operational cost is the fuel itself for mm-hmm. the airline operators. And having all three pronged approaches work together, where you have synthetic blends mm-hmm. with your traditional hydrocarbons, where you have much more efficient larger gas turbine engines, the ultrafan, which would be able to give you that step change, disruptive improvement in fuel efficiencies. And then your third approach of actually combining your traditional gas turbine engines together with intelligent architectures, all of that just gives us such a step change in in the progress of our journey. It's interesting because as a consumer, I fly Yes. um, as a passenger because I can't do it any other way, right? I can't fly my own plane. And most of us then don't really understand what goes on, how it all comes together, the moving parts of a plane, how an engine works. And we have a better understanding of how that works in a car if we drive. But what you're talking about sounds very, very exciting on several different fronts. Are you already there or are you close to being able to combine that synthetic fuel combination and um, the electric fans that you were talking about. Now, the, we, we are on a journey. Mm-hmm. All the three conversations are happening um, uh, independently to each other. Mm-hmm. And then really it's the industry's uh, uh, responsibility to try and bring that all together. The synthetic fuels, we are having conversations with the, um, the oil, and oil, sure. oil and gas manufacturers. Mm-hmm. The, the electrification is very exciting. The electrification, we have um, uh, the Excel program, which we unveiled in December end of last year. It's going to be the full electric flight test, mm-hmm. which will be the fastest electric flight, hopefully, is what we're aiming for, to really bring the whole electrical architecture together. But that's a full electric propulsion. Mm-hmm. It's the next two that we get quite excited about, the EFANX, which we are partnering with Airbus, mm-hmm. and we're bringing a gas turbine engine, which will sit on a wing, mm-hmm. and then the other three propulsion systems will be your electrical fans, and we're going to distribute power and energy between them. And then the third one is electrical. That sounds incredibly complicated. Indeed, indeed, indeed. it really is. And we're pioneers. It's what we do. We mm-hmm. solve complex power systems and solutions. Um, we, we take on these challenges and we partner around the globe. And that, that's really important for us. We can't do this on our own. We partner with Airbus. We partner with governments. We've got large investments in the UK. Mm-hmm. We've got large investments here in Singapore. We've got a huge electrical team here in Singapore working with NTU on developing the next generation of power electronic systems and solutions. Our role here is to really bring and be the intelligent systems integrators of all of this technology that are are across the peripherals with us Mm -hmm. into one platform. 
And that's why it's really exciting for us. But what we are going to be doing um, in the very early of 2021 is uh, the ultrafan engine, okay. which is the 25% sort of efficiency improvements that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do ground testing in that next year. This is really is That's coming around quick. the corner. It is, it is. But then we do have to go through the regulations, so it'll take sure. a few more years before you'll actually see it flying. All right. We are speaking to Biki Bangu, uh, President for Southeast Asia Pacific and South Korea for Rolls-Royce. Now, this is all sounding very exciting, but if I take the uh, automobile industry as an example, when you start talking about electric engines, electric vehicles, one of the things that did happen is range anxiety because you can't go as far. Hmm. on electricity as you could on a full tank of gas. In any way, shape or form, is that a consideration and a concern as you are developing this um, electric engine to fly with? And that's a really important point. You've seen a lot of buzz and excitement of of electrical flights. Mm -hmm. And what you see there is very um, uh, state-of-the-art architectures. Mm -hmm. The limitation is that they're full electric. Mm. So they will run on battery powers. Right. Our version is different, and we're going through a more challenging route um, so that distance is not a hurdle. Right. And we still have a gas turbine engine, mm-hmm. and the, the, it will still have a hydrocarbon fuel. It's hopefully. almost like a hybrid plane. Exactly. Okay. Exactly what it is. So you can still do the distances and the coverages that you need to do mm-hmm. that you've been able to do in, in the conventional methods, whilst giving you redundancy as well, because you'll have a full electrical architecture that you can rely on and a sort of a hydrocarbon gas turbine engine type architecture that you can rely on as well. So we're going through the hybrid side of things rather than a full electric propulsion. Okay. So at that point, you're saying about three years before these planes can fly. As a demonstrator, yes. As a demonstrator. I think we still have to get the... Five years before we see it in the commercial world? I sense between five to seven is not a, not a bad guess. Okay. Um, but when it comes to things like the electrical vertical takeoff and land, mm-hmm. the, the sort of the electric taxis, we're, we're going to be providing the power and propulsion systems and solutions. We're not going to design the whole architecture. Mm-hmm. Others will have to come onto the platform to, sure. to sort of work on that. Whilst our focus will very much be on the synthetic fuels and applications to our engines, It'll be very much on the ultrafan, the mm-hmm. next generation of engines beyond the Trent XWB, which is the world's efficient engine today, mm-hmm. and then focusing on electrification and more sort of regional jets where you combine the gas turbine core technology that we have and pioneered mm-hmm. with the electrical architecture. And that's going to be a progressive journey that we're going to see in many decades yet to come. Right. So can I assume, or, or I am just assuming, because I really know nothing about aeronautics, this means the engines could be quieter. Correct. It would be cleaner engines, so correct. M- better for the environment. Correct. And more cost-effective in the long run correct. for airlines. Correct. So it's a win-win-win. It is a win-win-win, um, but it's a, it's a challenge to get there. Mm. We do need to engage closer with governments. We do need to engage closer with partners. We have a very strong ecosystem, both in the UK and here in Singapore, that is helping us along that journey. And then it is about bringing up people together along that journey as well. And this is not just about uh, having efficiency improvements on the products and services. It's also on our operational sites and facilities. Mm-hmm. When you look at our facilities um, in Salita, uh, which is assembling and testing engines and also manufacturing, what we've done is we've, we've covered the car park with photovoltaic cells. So there's about 11,700 cells. That gives me about 8% of my electricity needs. Mm-hmm. And it's um, saving about 38,000 CO2 emissions 
right. um, throughout the life cycle, which can really, in, in sort of translation terms, can take, remove about 5,000 cars off the road. Right. And that's just a small step towards the, the bigger picture of sustainability. Mm-hmm. The sustainability is a horizontal across everything that we do. And we've already set ourselves targets. Um, by 2030, we will be zero green gas house emissions by 2030. Okay. So even though we've got manufacturing machines and robots and big ovens that are using a lot of energy, the net carbon green gas house emission will be zero. This is actually great and good news for me for the, for a show like the solo business because there are a lot of eco warriors out there saying we should stop flying. We should and and my question has always been why. You know, we we did progress as a society. We we became global to take a step back is admitting defeat rather than finding solutions to this problem. Let's take, you know, emissions down. Let's let's build a more efficient engine. This is what we should be doing. We are people of innovation. And right. I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear what you're saying because you are actually giving credence to the point I was trying to make months ago. Well, you're absolutely right. And we, we need to have a look at flying is not bad. Mm-hmm. CO2 is bad. Yes. Aviation accounts for 2% of the world's CO2. And we have a role and a responsibility to help mitigate that. Mm-hmm. And we're on that journey to really invest significantly in technologies and processes and tools and engineering solutions that can bring all of that together. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're targeting the CO2 right. through the three-pronged approach that we have. Okay. So before I let you go and we run out of time, this is all sounding great. Can you highlight some of the challenges or the difficulties that you're facing right now with moving forward on these? Yeah, the, the challenges are that you can't do it on your own. Mm. We do need to partner. We do need to collaborate. We partner with our, our customers and airline operators. We partner with gov- government. We partner with academia and ecosystems with us in Singapore. We have a fantastic relationship with ASTAR and with NTU. And really, the the next sort of challenge for us is to make sure that we have the inspiration within the organization as well. It's everyone's responsibility. At home, I get my inspiration on sustainability from a nine-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. She lectures you, does she? She does. (laughs) At at, at work, I get my inspiration on sustainability through my CTO. Only last last night, he was speaking about how we are going to progress on these three approaches Mm -hmm. and how we're going to be a different business, a transforming business. And this is really exciting. And we've got to be really articulate in communicating that across our organization and understanding that it's connected somewhere and letting that unfold. So the sustainability really starts sitting everywhere. It's not a strategy any longer. It's actually just part of being. Mm -hmm. I I love that for me, the takeaway message from this conversation is keep moving forward. Yes. Wind it back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, I don't want to have to start walking to the US, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. We are pioneers and we must always use technology at the best of our disposal to develop the best solutions that we can offer for our society's needs. This has been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it very, very much. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Biki Bangu, President for Southeast Asia, Pacific and South Korea at Rolls-Royce. This is The Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.